0: Hey, Hunger Family, it's me, your favorite podcaster, Eric, and welcome to another episode of the Hunger Podcast. This week has been interesting. It's been really busy, though. I've been really busy with work, there's a lot on my plate, but I've also been just trying to rebrand the Hunger Podcast. I feel like for the past year, I've been kind of dancing in between demographics for this show in terms of who am I delivering this content to. And it wasn't really until this past week where a good friend of mine set me down and gave me some really good advice. Thank you, Sterling. Just on focusing a brand for the show so that way the people who are listening, my loyal listeners, all the listeners, really, anyone who comes in contact with the show regularly sort of knows what to expect, what they're going to get out of me. And I think for the most part, I mean, this show is now it's almost four years old. And it's always been About Black Boy Joy From the very beginning Bringing Stories And experiences To the show That Shows us as this multi-layered Complex Body (laughs) Or community If you will Um, And not just what mainstream has showed or said about us um, on TV or in music or in pop culture. You know, I've always wanted to um, be able to tell my own story and my own experience because I feel like it's unique and it's different. But I really feel that way about all of us. And when I say us, I mean queer black men. You know, we are not just one thing, we are many things. We are all things. And that's really what I want this show and this platform to be about. A place where you know you can expect to promote black men, to uplift queer black men, to tell our stories. To dance, to laugh, to cry, to experience, to love, to hate, the anger, the frustration, the professional side, the social side, the sides that we tend to hide, the vulnerable side, the strong side, the gifted side, the queer black man. So that's what I want to do here on the hung up podcast. And I think it's important for me to say that Um, and not just say it now, but to, you know, make sure that I reinforce it with the content that I plan to to put out in the future and also with my branding. And so, again, I thank y'all for being on this journey with me. So y'all, I downloaded Clubhouse. I'm in there. <laughs> yes, the infamous Clubhouse app. What, what's going on out here? I, I hear that y'all, s- some people are like selling access. So it's the app is set up to be this quote unquote exclusive app where you gotta someone has to like vouch for you in order for you to get instant access. Otherwise, you just Download the app You pick out a username And they say they'll get back to you <laughs> Whatever that means Listen I think someone's In the office Doing some social media research <laughs> That's what I think is going on That's 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 the hold on wait we're going to get back to you They're looking up your shit Trying to figure out who you is Who sent you <laughs> I don't know I don't know But you do need access to get in um, Someone has to vouch for you And apparently if you get If you are here wilding in these chat streets And you get kicked out Or you get booted The person who vouched for you Gets booted too I don't know how true that is But I, I heard that today when I was on the app But anyway the app So far has been interesting I have to say and I've been in some really cool conversations Not all serious Some of them are just laid back Like earlier today Um, I took a, um, you know, on my lunch break, there was a chat for queer people of color. And it was just like, yo, jump in on your lunch break. We just chilling. We just talking. It reminds me, look, for my 80s babies. (laughs) And I guess you early 90s, too. Remember the, um, remember the phone chat? Remember the, um, the lines, the chat lines we used to call? It was all voice. You had your little introduction. Now it's not like this. It's not like that on the clubhouse app. But <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about being young on the app, really feeling like. <laughs> and that was before the AOL chat rooms got real big. But it, it, it was the same thing. Like, you know, it's, it's all voice. It's all about using your voice. No, no typing no emojis, no memes, no gifts, no DMs that you can slide into. It's, it's just your voice, and and that's how you connect with people, and that's how you connect into conversations. Now, being being that, <laughs> some people say some wild shit. Um, like I was in this room, and the topic was about bisexual black men, and you know, it was a decent conversation, very thought provoking respectful it was a safe space but a few people popped in that the mediator had to block (laughs) because they came in saying some wild shit but you know just in the span of like a week i've been on the app for like a week now i've been in conversations about black intellectual property and even even in the sense of the clubhouse app because we get on these apps like Clubhouse, like TikTok, right? like Instagram. We take over. Um, and it is intentional, but it's also unintentional, really, because we just, you know, we <laughs> it's just what we do. We just carry that with us everywhere we go. you know, we constantly shine in. And then everything that we do is exceptional and infectious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Black intellectual property But well, we talked about Well not we but I was in this conversation About the history of how our intellectual property Has been compromised and stolen And you know the ways in which we You know have to continue to protect that Today Even on apps like Clubhouse app And apparently there's another app out there that's similar to Clubhouse. I think it's the Cookout app. Anybody check that out yet? I haven't. It's just been different conversations. I like the app. I see it as on-demand podcasting. Yeah. Now, I skip past those conversations about Mulatto, Big Lotto. The church sermons that be going on, mm -hmm. speed dating, nope. Anything resembling a pyramid scheme, nope. (laughs) You still got to protect your your space, right? Look at that duality and how things can be happening at the same time. You can be learning, engaging, meeting really cool people, which I have. But you also got to protect your space. Some fools out here. And just because you have a platform. And or just because you have followers, it doesn't mean that you have something good to say or something that people need to be listening to or disseminating amongst the people. (laughs) But I think. The conversation that stood out to me the most on that app, um, and I think because I was in a few, was about defunding the police. Again, all of them, you know, they were constructive conversations where you didn't just hear your own point of view, right? Which, you know, we and we do. We want to hear um the things that we do believe in strongly, passionately believe in. Um we do want to be surrounded by like-minded thinkers and believers, right? But I think it's important that, you know, we also exist in spaces where your point of view is not constantly being reinforced. Because, look, as a community, we're not a monolith. We talk about this all the time. And so we're voting, you know, we're all voting. And when we talk about voting and the importance of voting, we're talking to everybody in our community, not just the people who think like us and walk like us. So I do think that, you know, it is important to be in these spaces where you can share and, and listen to other point of views. Right. But the the, the goal is to take action, actionable steps to move forward and to make progress. And when it comes to defunding the police, there's a few things that are clear for me. One, you know, we don't need to we don't need to soften the message. We don't need to use we don't need to put energy into trying to um, sugarcoat what we're trying to say here. I do recognize that language is powerful. And our parents' generation and and our grandparents' generation, they may not understand what we mean when we say defund the police. And they're voting too. But I think there is room for a conversation. And there's education that needs to happen. And you can't we, we have to give our parents and our grand and our grandparents a little grace in an effort to explain to them how. We've come to where we are. And I think when we start, especially when we bring that historical context in there, they're going to relate. They're going to understand. I don't I don't see. I, you know, I, I really, I truly feel that when we start to break the break this down and start to have these conversations, we'll have more people who understand when we start addressing Health disparities, and we start addressing education, and we start putting our money in and investing in those things, then we'll see crime go down. It won't cease to exist, right? We gotta be realistic. But I'm sure it will, it'll go down significantly. So, again, it's about education, it's having that conversation, creating these spaces where we can talk about the history of policing in this country the violence the history of violence police violence in this country we need to talk about the fun appropriation how much money is going to policing in this country and you guys need to get better and you need to get more educated so check the app out if you want get someone to vouch for you if you know a friend And um, if you're into podcasting, you might really like it. Um, It's just another social media platform and it's very new. So I'm sure that it will evolve and change and morph (laughs) over the next uh, several months. The really cool thing is that they have calls um, and town hall meetings with the developers and the owners of the app. So you can hear directly from them what's coming up what's next what's changing what's going to be new what challenges they're having and i think it's kind of cool that they you know allow this space for the users to connect directly with the developers and the owners of the app to give them their feedback so if you into it check it out so in one of the chat groups earlier today MJ host of lesson plan podcast and writer for the griot he asked the question how are you maintaining your black boy joy I have turned into a plant daddy y'all. I have seven plants in my house right now they are all doing well <laughs> they are growing and prospering And it really is a a source of joy for me to take care of my plants, Um, really because it is a science. It is a very um, delicate job, you know, because they're all different. All the plants are different. They require care in sort of a different type of way. And it took me months moving them around my apartment to find the the best spot for them because plant and people who own plants y'all know plants can be very um fussy <laughs> they they like what they like and when they don't like it they don't um and it can be too much water, not enough water, too much sunlight, not enough um direct sunlight, ooh too much I need indirect sunlight. Um, I like this corner of the house. No, put me in the other corner of the house. It's really a um, almost like a game moving these damn plants around your house, trying to figure out (laughs) what's going to work. So it really has been a a source of joy for me, especially because it's something that you get to share. I'm in a Facebook group for Black um, growers. And on Instagram, you see more and more and more black men and black women who are growing plants. And we all home, you know, we (laughs) what else are we doing? (laughs) Um. But to have them and to look at them and to exist with them. Right. So you so there's so many layers of the joy to it, you know, growing them, taking care of them, raising them. Sometimes they die. You bring them back, um, but then there's also the part of it where you get to experience them, living with them, seeing them, observing them. Uh, people coming over, or you being on um, a virtual call or FaceTime, and people being able to see your plants, and you can talk about your plants. So it's 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 a it's it's an ongoing thing. It's a constant thing. And growing has definitely been a joy for me, for sure. And I'll say another way that I maintain my joy, my black boy joy, is keeping up with my tribe, my village, especially of black men, which really my village is majority black men, black queer men. Um, Not 100 percent. But majority of my village and my in my circle, my inner circle are black queer men and hearing from them and and sharing with them, being there for them is another way that I maintain my joy. The pandemic has definitely presented its challenges in in doing that, right, because we can't be together. Um, it has really forced us to communicate and see each other and love each other and embrace each other in a different way. And even with that, I, I do appreciate it. I really do. I'm, I'm really grateful for having a tribe and we can really be there for each other and in different ways. Everyone's bringing something different to the table. So you really have to lean on your On your people And nurture them And pour into them A lot of that A big part of that I also get joy from Well this was just a short little Drop in I appreciate y'all for listening Have a good weekend Be safe Wear your mask